Hello, you're listening to Sailing Uncovered. This is episode 37. I'm Alec Wilkinson, and we will be looking at the future of sailing and how technology is changing the sport. Huge topic, uh, but is it changing it for the better? Is it changing it for the worse? And we have some very special guests uh, in, on the show. Sitting in Auckland's Olympic champions, America's Cup defenders, Peter Burling and Blair Tuke, and in Germany, uh, Olympic sailor and sailing technology, Marcus Bau. We'll find out what a sailing technologist is in just a moment. Get more details from Marcus uh, shortly. But first, Pete and Blair, um, you haven't been on the water for a while. So what, what have you been up to? Yeah, well, it's been a uh, pretty exciting time for us down here in New Zealand. We've had a bit of time off the cup boat over the last six weeks or five or six weeks, but that's meant we've spent quite a lot of time on the 49er, actually. So that started off with an epic week up in the far north of New Zealand. So training on that. Um, it's been a while over winter time down here where we haven't sailed very much. So, yeah, good to take some strides. On, on the boat there. Um, obviously with a busy few months coming up, we're not going to get to spend too much time sailing the 49er. So that was, you know, that, that block up there and plus some more time down here in Auckland over the last few weeks has been uh, really, really beneficial and important for us as we look to Tokyo next year. Yeah, well, you're launching the boat in a few days' time. Um, and I know sailing you know, is, is a really big deal for New Zealanders. But I'm just wondering, in, you know, we're a few weeks out from um, the, the, the Christmas Cup event. Uh, what's the atmosphere there like at the moment, given the fact that we're in the middle of a pandemic? Has, has the America's Cup kind of caught the imagination of the general Kiwi yet? Yeah, it's like everyone's been finding around the world a, a definitely a different year. This year, with um, you know, COVID shuffling the, the calendar somewhat and people's abilities to travel, people's abilities to do something. But you know, I think the one thing that has shone out that if you can have a sporting event and you know one of good level, that um, there's not much sport on at the moment. So people were generally enjoying uh, getting around it. Um, you know, I think down here in New Zealand, we've been relatively fortunate so far. Um, touch wood on on you know, the amount of COVID in the community. Um, you know, every now and then, we're having a um, yeah, one pop up, but yeah, so far we've kind of been lucky enough to keep it under control, um, which yeah, I think we're you know pretty thankful of. Looking at you know some countries around the world, and you know, I'm sure you're you know, seeing a, a bit, little bit uh, different scenario in Europe at the moment. Yes, we are, and uh, I actually want to compare uh, Europe and, and uh, New Zealand and, and uh, the United States as well, not in pandemic terms, but in sailing terms, because I, I want to look at the fan base, you know, and how technology can help that. But just give us a picture, you know, in New Zealand, how much effort uh, does sailing have to put into kind of grassroots sailing, into recruiting uh, youngsters into the sport, given how big a sport it already is? Well, I think it's still incredibly important uh, in New Zealand, obviously being an island nation in the middle of the South Pacific, uh, Kiwis have a special connection with the ocean. Uh, you know, but that's through a range of different water sports and people spending time at the coast and you know having family time around the water. But actually getting into sailing and and then going through, uh, you know, the sort of high end or more racing side of it uh, is you know it's still a something we're developing and getting better at. I think uh, so. It, let me just say it's not you don't take it for granted that every kid sort of gets into racing boats it's every kid gets into enjoying the ocean but not necessarily uh, racing sailing boats so yeah it's still 
really important. And I think technology is doing a great job of showcasing the sport now. Um, so that's helping out. Um, uh, Marcus, you know, you're, you're in Germany. Um, you're sitting in Kiel. Uh, that's a, a mecca for North European sailing. Uh, but there's a big difference, isn't there, between the attitude towards sailing in, in uh, New Zealand and, and the attitude in, in Germany and, and the rest of Europe and indeed in North America? Well, Europe is a little diverse in that regard. Uh, UK probably is more uh, water related, if you like. Uh, France is uh, really big on the ocean racing. There's big public interest. Uh, in Germany, it's, um, it's uh, obviously not uh, one of the pinnacle popular sports. If you compare it to football, you know, it's just the far end one of those Olympic sports that uh, kind of lives in a, in a niche. I don't know what it's like uh, exactly in New Zealand, but I saw a video a few years back from the America's Cup in San Francisco where uh, New Zealanders, Kiwis, were watching and waiting for the win. And that video was, was incredible to me because it showed how deep the emotions ran uh, in New Zealand around the topic. And I heard that um, New Zealand at times there's more viewers on, on, on the America's Cup than uh, on the rugby. I don't know if that's true, but uh, it shows that it's definitely uh, different uh, to Europe. And, and I'm wondering, you know, does that show the way? Because in principle, I believe that sailing can be a popular and, and, and highly interesting sport. It's more difficult to portray than other sports, um, but in principle it can be. And maybe countries like New Zealand and, um, and, and France are, are showing the way. I know how engaged the, uh, the Kiwi fans are because uh, Pete had the misfortune of being interviewed by me twice a day uh, in Bermuda <laughs> every day during the America's Cup as part of the lives, the live, uh, the live shows. And uh, if I worded the questions in slightly a wrong, the wrong way or what was perceived the wrong way by the Kiwi fans, they certainly used to let me know. Um, but what I want to know is the America's Cup, it's always been a technological battle as well as a battle of sailors. Uh, so how relevant do you guys think it actually is to you know, your, your weekend sailors or your kids in, in, in optimists? Yeah, well, I think everything flows through. Um, probably the most obvious one at the moment is around foiling. Um, you know, I think that's generally around people you know, really enjoying going fast and you know, exploring different avenues of the sport and probably becoming uh, slightly more extreme. But you know, having said that, you know, I think a lot of it is around people's actually understanding of you know, what we do do out there. And, you know, without the probably the America's Cup really fronting the the forefront of technology in terms of television and actually understanding what we do on a day to day basis, you know, I think that's one thing that a lot of Kiwis have got behind in our sport. Um, you know, we can actually say that this is why that boat is doing better than someone else, or this boat's actually winning, or that's actually what those guys are trying to achieve by getting around two marks quicker than someone else. You know, that technology has massively helped tell the story about what we actually do out on the water. Um, you know, I think that's something that, you know, we're quite excited about our partnership with SAP to try and create something that's a little more, or help them promote something that's a little more mainstream in terms of, you know, when your local sailor goes sailing into the club that, you know, someone on the beach can perhaps actually watch that sport like you'd go to a you know a grassroots football ground and watch them play um you know football like it's something that right now it's been incredibly hard unless you are actually sailing for 
to tell what is happening out on the water, um, be able to bring that to the masses is something that's incredibly exciting. And, and Marcus, it's, it's technology <laughs> is, uh, you know, a huge weapon in trying to get sailing out there, isn't it? To not just the mainstream audience, but to your general sailor. Well, you can't do it without technology. And, and uh, 10 years ago, we started working with SAP to produce a live leaderboard. That was the start of, of uh, the corporation. So that, uh, that, uh, commentator like you or an expert commentator that assists you it's got a clear idea of who's actually leading in this race because without that you know how can you tell the story at all and and then you need to have a basic understanding and you need people to get a basic understanding of how the sport works and that's a little harder in sailing than in some other sports but you just need a basic understanding. You don't have to understand all the details. You know, we don't know the details about ski jumping. It was a very popular sport in, in, in Germany. Um, and we probably don't know the details, all the details about soccer, but we know the ball has to go into the net. You know, so what's the basic understanding of sailing? You got to explain the upwind and downwind sailing, the strategy and tactics. And for that, you need GPS tracking. And um, with SAP, we've uh, translated the tracking data into the SAP sailing analytics, which have also become a popular platform for coaching and analyzing races, but it's a great commentator tool. And now what you need is, you need a community of fans to grow around that. And on the one end, the America's Cup is doing a great job at creating an amazing spectacle, again, based on technology and revolutionizing the way the sport works. But on the other hand, you need to have that effect that, um, that we just talked about where you go to the local football field and you can just watch the kids play. And in order to make that happen, we've created uh, the app, the uh, Sail Inside app powered by SAP that empowers any sailing club, any coach, any sailing event now to create that playing field, that digital twin of the playing field online so friends and family and fans can watch. And really now we're in the position where those mainstream sports like basketball and football were 50, 60, 70 years ago, where they started storytelling. Now we can do that in sailing on a broader scale. Up until now, it was like 100 events a year that could do that. Now with this technology, with the Sail Inside app, um, you know, any sailing club can do it. That's going to be a process that they learn how to do it, but technically it's possible and there's no cost um, it's not prohibitive because of cost anymore. So I think we're at the beginning of a, of a revolution. I'm looking forward to the technology spectacle we're going to see at the America's Cup. That's Formula One racing now, and that's going to draw in fans. Now we need to grow a fan base from, from the grassroots through this democratized tracking technology. I mean, we're talking about coverage and explaining sailing to people, but this app that you're talking about is also technology for helping you set up regattas as well. Well, you, you set up a tracking environment. You basically, within a minute, you can set up a sailing event that you used to need an expert for. Um, and you can set up the event. It creates a website and then people can follow an invite and join and then track themselves into the regatta. And that creates a record of you sailing and it allows anybody to follow you sailing live. And that creates attention. You know, and maybe in, on a club level, it's not a lot of attention, but it's your friends and family watching. And for the kids, it's like, all right, someone is understanding at least a little bit of what I'm doing, the art we're practicing. And that feels good for, for kids. I mean, even I assume Pete and Blair, when you were growing up sailing regattas, 
your friends and family probably didn't have a clue what you were doing. Well, maybe the wider circles, at least they could not follow you. You probably had a few world titles under the belt, but nobody followed your final races winning that world title. Is that, that's probably fair to assume, right? Yeah, that's definitely fair to assume. It's moved a long way in the last few years. And, you know, now with this new uh, app, it's, you know, hopefully, like you just talked about, going to go a lot further. But it's always been a problem in our sport that you and Pete talked about just before. But it's been really hard to follow and to actually see who's, who's doing well in a race or why they're doing well. Um, you know, so to be able to reach the masses like this is something we're pretty excited about. And as we sort of push forward and try and grow in our sport, you know, it's something that you, you hope to see. Uh, for future generations, you know, just that understanding. But you need to near start at the grassroots. So now there's all this data coming off your boats. Um, I'm interested to know how much of it as sailors um, are you actually using? Because I'm, I'm guessing that you could be totally overloaded with data that you don't actually need to know about. You know, how much do you just leave to the, the engineers and the, and the technical boffins and how much do you actually want to know? Definitely an interesting one. And I think you can go, you know, both ends of the extreme quite well, but, you know, somewhere in the middle is always the, the hardest spot. Um, you know, definitely in the America's Cup, you know, most teams are now down the route where they try and monitor everything they can um, so that effectively if something happens, you can try and figure out why or, um, you know, so there's just a continuous stream uh, coming of a lot of data. Uh, and what about and Olympic think, sailing? Yeah, the Olympic sailing's <clears throat> definitely a harder one. Um, you know, I think, and probably prior to this app, most people would barely monitor data. Um, you know, a lot of people through their coaches would have some kind of wind gear on the water so they could kind of monitor how they were racing, where the wind was coming from a little bit from the coach boat. But, you know, essentially when you're racing around a racetrack, like all the technology we're allowed during that race is uh, the compass much only tell where you're heading but you know the exciting thing about this app as well is that you know you could go back and post and actually figure out how you were sailing differently to someone else you know whether you were sailing faster modes or gaining or losing more in tags whether it was just a tactical thing or and actually have a lot more depth in those kind of debrief uh, theoretical discussions. Mark as you talk about this app democratizing the sport but isn't isn't there a fear that you're going to need uh, some sort of physics degree to be able to understand it. It's actually overcomplicating the sport. Uh, not really. Uh, you know, a big part of the sport is strategy and tactics, and you just got to understand how that works. And in the past, you know, you had these books that had static images about the effects, how the geometry can change through wind uh, direction changes or current changes. And you had to wrap, wrap your head around that. If you can actually see how your boat moved through the water, through the race, in comparison to other boats, it's an amazing learning tool and it steepens learning curves. So you get the best of both worlds. You can learn sailing faster. We can bring up the level of, of the, the skill level. And on the other hand, we can get better understanding and, and outsiders taking part and, and getting a better insight into the sport. When you first started sailing, I mean, you just went with instinct, didn't you? You went out there, you learned how to sail the boat. <laughs> Do you feel that now it's getting a little bit overcomplicated? And I'm not talking about the top end, you know, America's Cup sailing, but down at club level. No, I don't think so. I mean, it's still about that. It's still about kids going out, enjoying going sailing. But there is, you know, a sport takes a wide range of skills to win and to, and to reach your best. And you need to have understanding in all of those. So uh, definitely not, you wouldn't encourage kids to stop having fun or to, 
just go out without their coach every now and again. But the, I mean, technology is a beautiful thing and it can make some of that stuff more simple. And, you know, I think it's, it's only going to complement it. So no, I don't, I'm not too worried about, you know, scaring kids off because of that. I think it's only going to make it more exciting as a sport than if anything. If I know one thing, Alec, kids don't look scared uh, towards smartphones. They really don't. <laughs> I'm so concerned about that. <laughs> From where you're standing at the pinnacle of the sport, looking, looking forwards and knowing the sort of technology that's behind you that you're working with, where do you think the sport's going to be in 10 years' time? <laughs> Question. Yeah, no, it's definitely a tricky one. And I think it's um, probably tricky as well because you look back 10 years and, you know, how... Some things have changed drastically and some things haven't really changed at all. You know, it's probably, I think, the, the most obvious one that's changed a, a whole heap has been around filming offshore, I reckon, with drones. And just how much easier it is to get good footage uh, off boats. You know, that, that ability to actually be able to capture good images of sailing and then overlay you know, the next edition on, um, you know, apps like the SAP Analytics so you can get those graphics like we have in the America's Cup um, on a day-to-day -day race for, you know, pretty low production costs. It's definitely something that's well and achievable in the next 10 years. Um, you know, it's always hard to tell where the sport's going to go. I can't imagine it'll keep going at the, the rate of progression in terms of speed that it has been in the last 10 Um but in saying that, you know, we've been sailing a 49er together now for, for over 10 years. And no, it's definitely, you know, a lot of the key things in that class are virtually identical to when we started. You know, you've still got to go out and make little decisions well and get around the racetrack, you know, slightly quicker than someone else. So, you know, I think the, the key to all of this is probably around almost broadening the, the reach of sailing and trying to grow our sport. And, you know, that's something that's only positive for for the sport of sailing and you know, I think being able to show better photos, imagery and understand what we do in a, a racing sense easier is um, positive in that regard. In a few days time you're going to launch the boat that you're defending the America's Cup with. Um, clearly you're not going to tell me uh, about all the changes <laughs> that are on there. But You've learned from Bermuda. <laughs> Can you give yeah, me I'll tell you everything, mate. Yeah, I'll tell you everything. Yeah. No, <laughs> That's a joke. Tell, tell me uh, just a broad just a broad picture. Are there going to be lots of changes? Are we going to see a completely different boat or is it going to be subtle changes? You just said at the start of your question that you don't have to tell us, so you kind of stuff yourself. No, no, no. I know you're not going to tell me <laughs> the details, but just, uh, you know, is there going to be... That's the beauty be about America's Cup. Beauty about America's Cup, you'll see in a few days. Everyone's <laughs> taking a step forward. You've seen them in the other boats, so uh, you'd hope we would have learned a little bit you know over a year or so of our design we think it's better than our first boat put it that way <laughs> okay um well we have all we have seen the challenges boats so um are you, are you running scared now oh i think everyone's got their upsides and their downsides you know everyone's launched yeah pretty cool looking boats you know i think everyone's come together a lot since their their first editions where we kind of us and prada were on one camp and Winnerossa and, sorry, Ineos and uh, American Magic were in another. Um, but, yeah, everyone's getting a lot of sailing in. Um, you know, we've definitely done the least time on the water over the last little period. So, you know, it's going to be great to get back out there soon. And you know, we're just excited about, you know, actually getting into some racing, which, you know, is the, the bit where probably the America's Cup, um, you know, hopefully grabs a, the centre of attention for, for a lot of people for, for a little while. And, you know, we can... Um, 
got some pretty amazing images out of, of our, our sport. Marcus, um, the app that we were talking about, um, how long before we, uh, we see that, you know, setting up an America's Cup course? Well, the, the app is made for, uh, you know, thousands of regattas, but certainly not the America's Cup. I mean, you've got uh, GPS trackers uh, on board an America's Cup boat that are accurate down to a centimeter. A smartphone gets you one and a half meters accuracy, which is good enough for most regattas, but you want a bit more at the America's Cup also because there's judging done on, on, on that uh, uh, data. You know, if you ask me about where is the sport in 10 years, I think we're at a turning point. On the one hand, we've got these super spectacular boats uh, that are certainly an eye catcher to almost anyone. I mean, they look incredibly amazing. And on the other hand, we've got the nature of this sport, which is hundreds of years old, really, but nobody has ever seen it. So as I mentioned before, where, where, where other sports were 70 years ago, just now, just now we're able to tell the sport in a more faithful light on a broader scale. So I expect in the 10 years, uh, substantial community growth about people who like to follow sailing. We saw a bit now around the one day globe, people getting really excited about that. Um, so I, I think there's a place for sailing in the world to have a substantial fan community and it's going to gear towards that in 10 years, but it's, it takes time. You know, football's got 70 years advantage. We got, we've got some ground to make up, you know, and I'm not saying we're catching up with these mega sports, but I think we're going to get a very decent fan community and a very healthy sport in that regard, because it is, it is a really cool sport. There's no doubt about it. It's a very, very 21st century sport. It's in nature. It's around technology. It's about team and brain power. So um, I see a bright future for sailing ahead. You talk about technology and um, there's e-sailing as well that's really taken off since lockdown hit uh, different parts of the world. Uh, and that shows you how you can engage a whole new, a whole new community. Um, a lot of the uh, e-sailers are real sailors, um, but others are not. And they're now going to be getting into sailing. So uh, there are lots of different ways, aren't there, um, uh, of using technology. Uh, although I don't know whether the purists like you guys, uh, how you look at e-sailing and, and uh, how seriously you, you take that. Have you had a go? Yeah, we've tried our hand in it. We're not the best e-sailers. Um, but no, it's good fun. And like you say, there's some of the community that comes around and the, the numbers of people, um, you know, doing the Vonde now and some of the e-sailing regattas uh, over different lockdowns. And it's been uh, yeah, pretty impressive and that does, that all adds to building our sport. I'm pretty much uh, done with uh, Pete and Blair because I know, you know, it's been a long day for them. They're going to have to uh, head off. Marcus, what do you want to ask them about the technology? Well, you, you tried to get something out of them and I don't, I'm not, we're not going to hear anything about the new boats. So, um, <laughs> I, I, I'm all good. Uh, I, I'm happy, guys. You had a long day. It's evening in New Zealand. I, I wish you all the best for, for uh, the upcoming Cup. Uh, it's a great gift what, what you guys are doing uh, to the sport of sailing, uh, your team and everybody there. It's going to be a, an amazing show. I hope you can, we can keep the boats, you can keep the boats together. So we're going to see uh, good racing from beginning to end. But it's it's for sailing, this is the Apollo project. This is like the moon landing. This is the coolest thing. So I'm, I'm very excited about what you're doing. Thank you very much, Marcus. And thanks for having us, Ella. And uh, that, that's okay. Uh, just uh, finally, uh, so which, which challenger are you going to be uh, racing against in the America's Cup? 
find out in a few months. <laughs> <We're going laughs> no. uh, they're all on a steep learning curve, and like Pete said, they got they all got their up, upsides. So whoever you know, whoever comes through that Challenger series, will will take them on. I'm glad to see the boys are on form. I know they'll never give me an answer about anything when it comes to the America's Cup. Guys, thanks very much. Just week to week. Yeah. All right. Thank you. See you. Good night. Thanks, guys. All right. So, Marcus, uh, we can uh, carry on this discussion just for a few more minutes because it, it, it's fascinating. You know, we predicted where it's all going to go in 10 years' time, but I, I, I want to know about the here and now and a little bit more about this, this app, really, mm-hmm. how people can get it. Is it free? What does it cost? Uh, and what's SAP's involvement in it? Yeah, so um, a, f- a few years back when we started, you know, portraying Regattas um, with the SAP Sailing Analytics platform, it's a cloud solution uh, that is based on GPS data that is generated by dedicated GPS devices. So, you know, you have a team coming into a Regatta, they have a big wall of trackers. Uh, we're cooperating with a company called TrackTrack. They, they deliver a great service. Uh, and, and then, you know, you have all the boats tracked. But there's a cost to that that not uh, all events uh, can afford. Um, and so we, we managed to portray about 80 events per year. And our goal now is to bring that up tenfold in the next two years. Uh, and, and the way to do it is to use the technology that everybody carries in his pocket. So we've created an app that is called Sail Insight. You can download it from the App Store. It's completely free. Um, this whole thing is a nonprofit project. So we don't, you know, SAP is not generating any profits off that. They don't intend to. They want to help the sport of sailing to grow. Uh, they're sailing enthusiasts like us. Uh, there might be a price tag attached because there's cost of running the cloud platform and to maintain the software and to run the support. Uh, but it will be, um, you know, no, no cost that is prohibitive for an event. It's just a way to keep the platform stable. But at the moment, and until um, uh, at least, you know, Q1 next year, uh, it's going to be completely uh, free. And you just download the app and with a few clicks, you can create an event uh, that creates a website and an invite code. And you can invite the sailors uh, to, to join the race. And then you can either ping the marks of the race course or you can buy some cheap uh, smartphones and, and, uh, and SIM cards and equip every mark with a, with a smartphone. There's smartphones that only cost like $70 or $80, which are good enough. Uh, and so you can have your own tracking system in your sailing club that you can use in an unlimited way. And, and we believe there's probably more than 10,000 regattas in the world. If you count all the Wednesday night and weekend racing, it's probably more. And when you have kids racing and learning to sail in the Optimist, in the sailing club, you know, when they come back ashore, they can also use this technology to follow their training and understand better what they did on the out on the water so um yeah it's basically go to the app store download it and and get started obviously you need an event it's at the moment it's not strava it's not runtastic it's it only it's an app that provides uh, you the capability of setting up a sailing event um we we think of growing into uh being that as well you know a a, a self-coaching self-tracking app but at the moment that's not what it is the SAP sailing analytics are a event tracking platform. And that's what you can now leverage, what any sailor can, can leverage. And I tell you, 
it's been hard to get there, really hard, because we, we were facing the same issues that the makers of those various corona apps were, were facing, where you know, you're, you're tracking with a smartphone, uh, but that does take battery. Even though you know, using Salient Sight, you can use it for a full day and it doesn't drain your battery, at least on a, on a new phone. Um, but the providers of the hardware, they don't like background services on the phone and they shut them down. Uh, so we had to overcome that problem. That's been really tough. And, uh, but now it's working nicely and uh, it's, it's ready to use. And now the sailing season in, in the Northern Hemisphere is, is over, uh, but we're going to promote the whole exercise. Uh, we're going to promote the, the, the platform and I, I anticipate it to be in a, in a lot of being used in, in a lot of event coming next year. Um, and, and you've done a lot of work on it, haven't you, in the last six months or so? Um, well, two, rather two years. <laughs> two, two years, but I know you, I, I get the feeling it intensified, didn't it, in, in, uh, during lockdown and so on. Um, who, who has been working on it? Who are the boffins? Um, I, I know you've done a lot of work, but uh, who's actually been writing the, uh, the code? Well, we, we, we worked with a, with a small development team and the Sailing Yacht Research Foundation, uh, a US-based uh, foundation that um, focuses on technology for sailing. And um, uh, we're, we're partnering with them and, and evolving it. And there's um, SAP, obviously, and there's a key developer called Axel Uhl, who develops the, the main platform, the SAP Sailing Analytics. Um, yeah, and then we have a small team of, of uh, developers and testers who, uh, who developed the app and who will continue uh, to develop it throughout next year. So now we're in a phase where, where we're getting feedback from the community um, to evolve the platform further. Thank Look you. Forward to, now, um, I imagine uh, there's a video, because I've seen it, uh, promoting this app and explaining how it works. We'll try and get that onto the Sailing Uncovered Facebook page. And, uh, and you can go there and find out more information if you're interested uh, in the app or where, where to go. Well, you, you can go to sapsailing.com and then we have a microsite, uh, uh, which is sail uh, minus insight.com. Uh, um, and it's insight, it's I-N-S-I-G-H-T. Uh, and that explains um, uh, what the app is about. Uh, and there's uh, some uh, easy, short tutorial videos. There's a link to the App Store downloads. Uh, yeah, so that's, that's probably the easiest way to start. So go and check that out. Marcus, thanks very much. It's been a, a fascinating discussion on the future of sailing. And um, well, let's meet again in 10 years time. <laughs> See if you were right. <laughs> <laughs> I hope we meet before, Alex. <laughs> just before we go, let's talk Vendée Globe. Blair just now mentioned how big the e-version of the race is. Uh, and I can tell you that there are three quarters of a million players out there on virtual waters right now racing in parallel to the 33 skippers in the real race, which reinforces our point about using tech to connect new communities to sailing. Well, Matt Johnson is in Adelaide. He joins us now. Matt, four years ago, uh, you won the last Evande Globe game. You're defending your title this time round. Uh, but what an achievement to have won it four years ago against not quite so many players, but it was still a huge number. It was something that was completely unexpected. It was I didn't expect to win going into it, but to win was a huge thrill. It was something that 
I couldn't imagine, but it was, yeah, it was exciting. It was a dream come true. What does it actually involve, though? Because, you know, we know how tough it is for, for the real sailors out there. Um, but for the e-sailors, it also involves a lot of sleepless nights, doesn't it? Oh, it does. Yeah, definitely. So there, there are times where you can get some sleep and get some rest. And I'm sure it's the same for the guys out there in the real world. It's But the sleepless nights are there. The only exception that we get is we stay dry and we don't have freeze-dry food. <laughs> and and you don't capsize. <laughs> so what do you think it takes to win the Vendée Globe in e-sailing? I guess a little bit of luck, a little bit of skill, uh, some sleepless nights, and that's basically it. Just like the reels thing, isn't it? Tell us about um, the actual boat that that you compete in this year, um, because they're, they're, they're kind of set up very similar and the conditions and everything are very similar aren't they to the to the real Vendée Globe? Oh, they are definitely so the 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 wind conditions in the e-game are the grid are from the grip files from uh the North American uh forecasting service so it's the same wind that the sailors see and the boats the polars are pretty much very similar so it's yeah you basically you can compete against the guys who are doing it in the real world. And how much checking do you do of, of the real race to see, you know, are you beating the leader in, in the virtual world? Last last time around, we lost a lot of ground on uh, Armin Leclerc, I think, was the winner, and uh, yeah. Alex Thompson. We were a little bit behind those two guys. Uh, but we caught them up in the South, uh, South Atlantic and managed to squeeze past them across the equator. So you actually beat Armel Leclerc and uh, Alex Thompson to the finish. I did, yeah. I think it was about twenty-four hours. I got there in front of them. It wasn't. It wasn't far. It was very close. <laughs> Great stuff. We've we've touched on the sleepless nights, but there are little tricks in the game, aren't there, that allow you to have a perfectly decent night, and the boat will look after itself, or the game will look after your boat for you. Tell us about those. Yeah, yeah, there are. So. You can use uh, uh, the schedules and the automatic sail changes and things like that. You can use waypoints. Uh, there are things that help you stay asleep. And if you're in a strong weather pattern, like in the Southern Ocean, uh, where you're sitting at 150 or 160 TWA and just sending it, then you can sleep all night like a baby for a week on end in the Southern Ocean sometimes. And you're a, a real sailor in the real world, uh, as well as a virtual sailor. Uh, how, how does it all compare? Uh, so in the real world, I sail etchels, which is just day racing. So I, I guess the long-term strategy of an offshore race is slightly different to what we experience uh, sailing one design boats around a short course, sort of like an hour, hour and a half races. So, But you, you do look at the weather when you're sailing uh, just a normal you know, national regatta or something like that. So you are looking at the weather and seeing how things are developing and what wind conditions you're expecting for the next day, the day after. So there are little things that you can do to, I guess, prepare yourself in, for the, uh, the virtual race. You can sort of start checking the weather patterns. There's only three weeks to go. So sort of those long range forecasts are starting to, starting to come through and have a bit of clarity about them of how you get to the equator and across to the other side and into the Southern Ocean. I guess once you're in the Southern Ocean, it's just about hanging on to a weather system for as long as you can and going as far as you can for as long as you can. And then once again, as you come around Cape Horn, there's, the, there's always a roadblock at Cape Horn. 
and getting up through the South Atlantic back to the equator. So there, um, there are similarities, I guess, in the real world sailing on short course things, but yeah, generally the offshores are more long range forecasting and deciding where you want your boat to be in two days, four days, a week, two weeks time. Finally, you've got a family, three young girls. What do they think about you competing in another Vendée Globe? Uh, they're pretty excited about it. They, I think they were more excited about me. That is, is that, is that because they're not going to see you for hours and hours every day? <laughs> They'll get some peace and quiet. Well, that's probably it. So, yeah, with three daughters, it's uh, my, I get a little bit of respite by playing the game and going to my little little zone. But yeah, they they love watching the boats go around the world, and I sort of it's, it's teaching them geography as well as you know weather and things like that. So it's a learning experience as well for them. Best of luck, Matt. Thanks very much, Alec. And that is sailing uncovered for this month. Hope you've enjoyed it from me, Alec Wilkinson. It's goodbye.